Slick drop, boot to the face, we won't fold. Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold with a tombstone grab of the waist, get laid flat. Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match. It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem. Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom. Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart. Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start. I just might catch a better body than Mickey James. Get acquainted with the name, we bringin' the pain. Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red. Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead. John Cena putting hands in your face. Ted DiBiase got a million on the waist. B2TF, better stay in your place or get smacked down. Play it safe. What you talking about? Welcome to another episode of Boot to the Face. Chris Rucker, EJ Reed, here on all your favorite podcasts and platforms, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs, where they, I'm sure, are talking about worst to first, the Texas Rangers. Only won 60 games last year, 66 the year before, and they are in the World Series as they win a series, EJ, in seven games where the home team lost every game. That was such a weird sequence of events for the momentum. Like, you don't really see that. Well, you rarely see that happen where a team loses all their home games. Like, if I'm a home fan, like, I got to see one of y'all after this game. You're throwing hands. <laughs> Especially to lose game seven. Like, you had three other chances to win, but then we get game seven home field and you motherfuckers can't even win. The Rangers got home field advantage in the World Series and I don't even think they won it. <laughs> exactly. Hey, it couldn't have happened to a better team. Those cheating Astros. So, hey, shout out to the Rangers. Uh, their siblings were our Cowboys. So, maybe they could pull one out. We still hate the Astros. The world still hates the Astros yeah. for cheating. But they won yeah. last year without cheating, right? But once a cheater, always a cheater. People don't feel that way about Tom Brady and the Patriots, do they? I do. Okay. All right. <laughs> if it's fuck you back then, it's fuck you for life. I hear you. What about Eddie Guerrero? We don't like Eddie Guerrero either. Hey. He was like that version of, or that year's version of MJF. He, he was our scumbag. He said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Exactly. Hey, rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie was the man. Um, One of the smoothest counters to the rock bottom I've ever seen, which I think most people don't even talk about. Him and Rock had like a 20-minute match on a random Monday Night Raw. And Rock went for a rock bottom, and he countered that shit and like rolled him up and almost pinned him. I think this is before. Yeah, I think this is before Eddie even won. Yeah, because Eddie ended up getting the title from Brock, who got it from The Rock. So Eddie hadn't even been a champion yet, and he came out and I want to think he was still heel, and I want to think The Rock was saying like some kind of racist shit to him on the promo. It, it, it'd be qualified as race. I'm I'm totally like just trying to go off my memory. I haven't seen that shit in like twenty years. But I want to think Rock was making fun of him, like, you know, how The Rock used to do, which wasn't racist back then. But now people would see it and be like, oh, my God. But Rock did some Rock did some shit back then. And he'd definitely get canceled for it now. Yeah, as far as talking to women and his little jazz he did to the rest of I mean, he used to call Kevin Kelly hermaphrodite. Oh, yeah. He Come here, you little hermy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think. 
I think I kindly vaguely remember where the Eddie Grail stuff, wasn't he like doing like a sombrero reference or something like that? Something of that nature. I honestly can't remember what he said, but I'm going to go find it when we get done with the show now. Yeah. Um, if it's out there, like WWE does good at fucking getting rid of shit they don't want you to see, though. Like somebody had to, rec- like I've had to find some stuff on YouTube where it was recorded off somebody's television because it's been deleted. And somebody had like a VHS and they'd record it on their phone and post it on YouTube. Especially when they went on Peacock, or as the kids say, the cock. Like it took a lot of stuff that was on WWE Network and didn't even put it back up when they transferred to Peacock. Right. Kind of made me mad. Made me mad, like the Mickey James and Trish Stratus match when Mickey grabbed her by her fucking lady parts and then licked her hand. That was like the biggest pop of the night at WrestleMania that year. And they took that shit off of everything. You can't even find that anywhere. They, they took it off of the original WWE Network? It wasn't on there? No, they cleaned that shit off of there. If you don't have that DVD, which I think I got. Did I throw all my DVDs away when I moved? I might have gotten rid of all that. No, I got a big ass bag of fucking. I had all the WrestleManias up until uh, uh, up until like twenty. Whenever WWE Network came out, I stopped buying DVDs. But I would buy the Blu-ray and DVDs every year that they would come out. Um, it's you know somewhere on the dark web. I don't need it. I got I got the DVD now. Okay. Yeah, like I'll, you could find all those clips on the dark web because I remember I was watching an episode of Raw. It's from the Attitude Era. I think it was like early '98, and they came back from commercial break and they were like, mentioned something so and so. Gold Dust is a wild guy or something like that. I'm like, they didn't even show Gold Dust come out at all. I'm like, oh, they must have scrubbed this off. <laughs> I went back and watched it. Motherfucker came out. He came out in a blackface in a boombox. Oh no! That's why they got rid of this. Me and my, uh, me and my friend Brent, back when we were fucking losers, you know, we on the weekends we couldn't wait for the weekends to hit. We would just go. We didn't have a lot of money, so we would go buy like a couple forty ounces a piece and just play Madden and like watch old wrestling tapes on the weekends. Get no pussy back then. Um, And we were watching this random Monday Night Raw he had on VHS, and I was like. Did I just see what I think I saw? And he's like, what? I wasn't paying attention. I was like, rewind it. And I don't know if you remember Jackie Gadia. She's married to Charlie Haas. She was in the Diva Search. She was hot as shit. Something happened to her outside the ring. She was facing the camera. And her titties just came out on Monday Night Raw on USA Network. And I was just like, how, how the fuck did we not know that happened? And I looked for it recently. And you can't find that shit anywhere. It was just on a random VHS that he had recorded Monday Night Raw on. Yeah, tend to happen in that era. I think so, same thing happened to Stephanie during that era as well. Yeah, it was some wild Hello. shit back then. Yeah. Good times, good times. Speaking of DVDs, EJ, in the mail this week, I forgot I ordered it. I got the Blu-ray of All In. Not this past year's All In, the very first All In, 2018. Okay? I got some shit to say about this. Because I have Let's been... Hear it. I have been waiting years. I never went back and watched it on ROH. Marty gave me his ROH uh, password when he was in the honor club. And it was just difficult to watch. Like they made it really hard to like fast forward, stop shit like that. Mm. So I've been like, wait, I ain't tweeted Tony Khan a couple times. Like, yo man, you brought ROH. Like 
let's get this fucking all in DVD out there. Let's get this shit popping, right? Mm-hmm. So they announced it. We're finally going to do a Blu-ray all in. I'm like, fuck yes. Because there's got to be like behind the scenes extras and shit on there, right? Like, why would you release just the fucking DVD of the of the card? That's exactly what it was. The biggest independent show in the history of pro wrestling. 11,000 people there. Basically got AEW started. Put on by three wrestlers. The Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes. I know there's footage because on Being the Elite, they had behind the scene footage. So I know they got footage. Why would you not release this footage of all the shit leading up to it? Hey, maybe you got to pay extra for that. Pay who? What extra, though? It's supposed to come on the fucking Blu-ray. You got to pay for that DVD to come out behind the scenes so they yeah. can make more money. I will, never, I will never buy another AEW DVD. Let me tell you this fucking low-budget Blu-ray they gave me. My friend Leif, when we used to do backyard wrestling, he transferred all of our VHS wrestling videos on the DVDs. These home screens that he made in fucking 2002... In his dad's basement, looked better than the shit the AEW put out there. It literally just says, matches, play all, pre-show. Those are your only three choices right there. It ain't interactive. You can't, like, scroll over the top of shit. It is the cheapest fucking production I've ever seen. And then watching it back kind of hurt my feelings. Because when I was there, I thought this was the coolest wrestling show I'd ever been to. I was in it, crowd was live, the whole nine, and I watched it back, and it kind of fucking sucked. (laughs) Like, I don't remember all the matches, right? Because one, I was really fucking drunk, and two, when you're there live, you don't remember every little thing that happens like you do when you're watching on TV. I was watching this on, on TV, man, I was just like, I'm not feeling any of this. Even the Cody and Nick Aldis match, like, I forgot there was, like, a 10-minute part of the match where Cody couldn't blade right, and he, like, he was under the table. They basically stopped the match. He was under the table, and he came up, and he was all wobbly, and the camera zoomed in on him like he was supposed to be bleeding, and he wasn't. So then he went back under the table, (laughs) cut his fucking forehead open, and then came back out again. And I was just like, yeah, it was was just a, a clusterfuck. I only got, like, halfway through it. And then the production value of it is trash. Like, I know it was put on by three wrestlers. They were using their money. They didn't have AEW or WWE money. But, like, edit this shit before you put the DVD out. Clean it up a little bit. There's shit on WWE Network that was out in the fucking 90s, and it's in HD now. I don't know how they do that. I guess the technology to upgrade the pixels. Something way past my pay grade. I don't know. I just, I was so excited about this fucking thing coming out, and I couldn't have been more disappointed when I watched it. Hey, that's just one moment in time. You got to remember for the good memories in your head, then the actuality of how it played out, like you're watching back. (laughs) I almost want my money back. Like, this is trash. It's like 25 bucks, I think. 
But it was on PWT, so you know it's probably like fifteen dollars shipping, a ten dollar processing fee. Like by the time I got to the checkout line, it's probably like fifty bucks for it. I don't fucking remember. It was three months ago I ordered it. I can't remember the last time I've ordered a Blu-ray or DVD. I got the player as far as the PlayStation. I don't have like an actual Blu-ray player. Yeah. I want to say Best Buy said they're out of the Blu-ray and DVD business now. I mean, I guess you could say it's my fault for expecting something that wasn't promoted, but I just thought that was common sense. Yeah. Hey, get what you pay for. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that that was that was that. Also, this weekend, EJ, we had Bound for Glory from TNA, who will start next year. Go back to being known as. I said TNA, didn't I? From Impact yeah. Wrestling. Start next year, they'll go back to being called TNA. Good move or bad move, you think? I mean, as far as us wrestling fans, it's a great move because to this day, a lot of people still refer to Impact Wrestling as TNA. So you'll garner a lot of nostalgia and a lot of people that bring back memories of the old TNA to... Sting days, the Kurt Angle days, the AJ Styles days, and now when you're showing uh, archive footage, uh, you don't have to worry about people being confused now that you're going back to the TNA brand. Uh, but as far as uh, mainstream level, I don't know. I mean, do a lot of people still associate TNA with what the slang term is? So, Tits and ass, oh. which is why everybody started watching it. And when you would turn it on and the beautiful people would come out and be like, this is on brand. Yeah, so. In this uh, politically correct society, uh, I don't know if that'll help them on a mainstream level. I guess only time will tell. They really have to like push the total nonstop action thing to make sure people know that that's what it stands for. But and I mean. How do they do that, though? I mean, you just got to, you know, put it out there. Total nonstop action when you're promoting it. Total nonstop action. TNA. Total nonstop action. Um, I feel like it's a it's a good move because Impact Wrestling just like wrestling has to be a three to four letter word for your company, right? Like UWF, NWA, WCW, WWF, WWE, ROH. AEW. It, who am I leaving out? Wow. Women of wrestling. Like, everything's a three letter thing. It just fits. Even in boxing, UFC, like NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL. Everything's three letters when it's a sports brand. You can't I wonder, have. I wonder who back in time thought about that. Hey, we got to make this three letter thing because, like you said, all of them are three letter. Yeah. It's an interesting thought. XFL. Fucking (laughs) NCAA is the only one that's an outlier, and it's because they're college people. That's true. Things that make you go, hmm. But, yeah, I think think that's just, it makes sense. Um, Is it going to (coughs) help? Excuse me. Is it going to help or hurt them? I don't think so. I don't think a name change really does anything. But it's easy for fans to chant TNA when they see shit they like and get your fucking... Get your brand out there better. 
It'll look better on the title than Impact Wrestling World Champion. Uh, you've been to the shows. I've heard the fans in the crowd chat. Uh, Impact Wrestling. Yeah, that's lame. That's way. <laughs> it takes way too much coordination to do all that with all these fucking drunks like me and neckbeards and you know motherfuckers that have no rhythm. Like that's a lot of coordination to do instead of just going TNA, TNA, TNA. Like, that's easy. You got to dumb it down for wrestling fans, man. We're not all stupid, but the majority of us are. WWE didn't pick such a phonetically pleasing three-letter. It's kind of hard to do. WWE, it's kind of lame-sounding. For them to be the biggest company in the world, I've never heard anybody chant anything WWE or WWF. That doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, I don't even think anybody ever chanted WCW, even when they came... To uh, even when they came to WWE, I don't yeah, think there was didn't. a WCW chant. That's kind of awkward to say too, because the W part WC they said ECW that was chanted a lot. They said ECW AE Dub. Yeah, Dub Dub sounds stupid. <laughs> it all sounds stupid, like chanting for the, a promotion while you're at another show. Like it's just annoying. Do you do you are you one of these people that are wear a different promotions wrestlers gear to a shit like if you go to royal rumble would you wear a fucking mjf shirt nah that's that's a little lame i don't even do that all the time i don't even do that when i go to pro sports game like if i go to a falcons game and the cowboys aren't playing i'll just wear like a black shirt or something like that or a braves hat because i'm not gonna wear a falcons hat but why would i wear why would i go there dressed in cowboys gear when the cowboys aren't playing you're just being an asshole yeah yeah, I don't do that either. I'll just wear something neutral if I'm not cheering for the team when I'm going to a game. But, you know, you got some assholes out there who just want to poke the bear and do things just to get a reaction out of people. But, hey, to those people out there, here's a middle finger to you. Speaking of uh, AEW and TNA and WWE, AEW's been on this trajectory lately of that the shows are down, the ratings are down, people aren't really happy with the product. Um, and they talk about this war with AEW and WWE, and I feel like AEW is more on the TNA level than they are WWE. And hear me out. They can't compete with WWE. AEW's best show is getting six to eight hundred thousand viewers a week. WWE's getting their best show is getting two and a half million, right? Which is a lot for the time that we're in. But if you take away the ratings and you just go shows, TNA had twenty five hundred people at Bound for Glory, right? That's a pay per view. They get about a thousand people in their TV show uh, crowds, maybe fifteen hundred. Which is what is barely under what AEW is doing in, in a fucking 10,000 seat arena. They're getting probably 3,500 people. Um, to me, Impact's been much more fun to watch than AEW. And I think the reasoning behind this is AEW is just too much too soon. They have three shows on. Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. They don't 
have storylines that continue with everybody. This is we've been bitching about this since you've been on the show what six seven months now. We've been bitching about this since fucking I lived in Car not Cartersville fucking Woodstock when Marty was on the show. No consistent storylines. Too many starts and stops with people. And I feel like it's finally wearing on the AEW fan. I know it's wearing on me, but I'm easy to give up on shit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fucking diehard AEW fan. Like the Cowboys are the only fucking thing I haven't given up on when it comes to stuff like this. But I just feel like AEW is going in a backwards turn right now and impact slash TNA is going forward. I think we need to stop trying to compare AEW to WWE. And now it's time to start saying AEW needs to watch out for TNA. I completely disagree with probably like 90% of the stuff you just said. Um, They're on another level above TNA. You could go back to the comments you made about the attendance and it's almost an apples to oranges comparison because Bound for Glory, that's their biggest show. That's their WrestleMania and they pulled in 2,500. And you could uh, comment on AEW and pulling in 3,500, but that's their week-to-week show. And also, as far as uh, Impact goes, who knows what they're pulling in for. They they have the pre-tape show. They're not even a live show. So I would put TNA in the Tier 3. AEW flirted with trying to maybe go up to the Tier 1, but I think they're kind of taking a step back. I do agree with you that there's a little bit too much too soon. They're Right now, they're in the Tier 2, and they've kind of flirted being like 1.5, but, you know, WWE is Tier 1, of course. But now they're kind of, kind of dropping back. But as far as the rating goes that you talked about earlier, them having that 600,000, they were on a different night. We just saw the ratings that they had for last Wednesday, and they were back up to 900,000. So they flirt around the 900,000, 1.1 million sometimes when they have a good week. And Impact, they're on Access TV. Nobody gets, I think they struggled even doing 100,000 per week. And they're on the rise, though. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at doing 2,500, but I don't think you could put them on a level with AEW right now. Like I said, they're in that tier three. I always have them competing with NWA. We might talk about them earlier. They have some news that are... They're way above NWA. I don't know, man. Um, Who do you know watches NWA? I might watch it now that if this news that we may talk about later is true. I used to watch it until AEW came out with uh, Rampage. I used to watch it like every week. Um, But as far as the actual product goes, uh, you were mentioning earlier... uh, TNA is a better watch. Don't get me wrong. Bound for Glory was a terrific show. I watched it from beginning to the end. But how often do you keep up with Impact's weekly television? Because I really hear you mention it. Just as much as I keep up with AEW weekly television. They got three fucking shows. I don't know. I'll, I hear you mention AEW a lot more than Impact. I mean, we talk about AEW more than we talk about Impact. Like, I can't have a one-sided conversation about Impact if you're not watching it. I watch it. I watch Impact every week. We can't talk about it if we want to, but I don't think that's what the people want to listen to because a lot of people don't have access to Impact. Right. So that's why I kind of took that statement back about the ratings. I said, if you don't pay attention to the ratings, 
and you take away the pay-per-views because AEW's biggest pay-per-view did fucking 80,000 or however many fucking they did. Now, it was overseas. Impact did like, I want to think they said they did 30,000 when they went over in the UK years ago. Um, they did that much? I think that I think they had a huge fucking show over there years ago. I could be I could just be making that up, but I swore I heard Bully Ray brag about it. Like they did thirty K when they went over there. Um about anything. Yeah. But as far as you, you said the tiers, WWE's one, AEW's two, Impact is three. AEW's closer to Impact than they are WWE. By by what metric though? Attendance? No, just overall fucking company like overall enjoyment from a fan watching it aew is closer to impact than they are w they're not even they're not sniffing wwe there's no competition there when impact gets on tv again hopefully they will if and when they get on tv again aw's gonna have a lot to worry about impact's got a lot of fucking momentum going right now their women's division is fucking really good. It is. Their booking is really good. If they start a fucking storyline, whether you like it or not, you're going to see that shit from beginning to end. It ain't going to be any fucking Bully Ray shows up one day, starts a storyline, then he's gone. No, you got to watch this motherfucker every week. I don't know. Enjoy- just- en- enjoyment is on behalf of the viewer. I mean... What you might not like about AEW is what some fans may love. Yeah, I know. think AEW fans are it's, brainwashed. It's it's subjective. It's subjective. Of what it is subjective. They're brainwashed. Well, I mean, let's be real. Like AEW fans are just they're they're doing it now in spite of what's. A lot of them are ignoring the fact that there's cracks in the fucking armor, and they don't want to talk about it. They'd rather be like, well, "What about WWE doing this? Who gives a fuck?" Like I like all of it, but I have to call out what I see. AEW hasn't been good for a while. They put on really good pay-per-views, right? But I get to the point now where I'm, if I miss Dynamite, I fucking miss Dynamite. I don't give a shit. I just won't have anybody in AEW in my power rankings that week. <laughs> you can tell when I don't watch AEW because my power rankings are all WWE. Um, I still kind of disagree as far as week-to-week storylines. I feel like post punk or even leading up to when punk came back they finally starting to string along together uh cohesive storylines for the first time because once punk got suspended it was like all over the place i feel like midway through summer they're finally starting to string along i think this is probably some of the best storyline telling they've ever had um but as far as attendance that's one thing i agreed with you i think it's a lot of fatigue from them hitting the same markets over and over again. Like, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but something tells me if you go into Chicago one week, you don't turn around and go to Chicago again in four months. And you got to spread it out some, like make them miss you a little bit. And then, so a fix for that is to scale back a little bit. Cause some people forget, I think in the mid two thousands, even WWE had to kind of scale back their attendance a little bit so go in smaller arenas and fill it out it sounds better it looks better Five thousand seat arena pack it out make the ticket a hot ticket in town instead of trying to fill out these 15 18 thousand dollar arenas and have to tarp off some of the levels scale back a little bit and spread out the wealth man 
go up to the northwest a little bit more. Go to the Midwest where fans don't get to see wrestling. Hit the West Coast up. You don't have to hit these big market cities up every year or do a year and a half break in between. I think WWE, that's how they set it up. So they just need to scale back a little bit. Like you said, too much too soon. You're running two shows technically because Rampage is included with the Dynamite tapings. You got Collision. So you're on the road 52 times 2, 104 days out of the year. So you, you got to spread out the wealth as far as hitting up these markets. And like I said on a different show, start going to college campuses a little bit more. Their basketball arenas are a little bit smaller for some schools. They're like 5000 8000 for some of the mid-major colleges. And pack it out. If you're a college student, why not go to a wrestling show and drink beer, get drunk, go out afterwards. So yeah, there's a need to scale back a little bit. There's a lot of reports of... Um when AEW comes to a city and the ticket sales don't do well, if you just wait, you could get like two for the price of one or four for the price of one or $20 for four tickets a piece or something like that. Right. If you're going to sell tickets that cheap, combine that with your idea, go to a college campus, right? It won't cost that much more to rent out a college venue because they're smaller charges. Kids fucking, First 40 people to pay 50 bucks, get front row. Everything else is general admission, 25 bucks. Get here when you get here. Get your drinks on the way in. NXT has a raucous crowd because they give the tickets away for free. All these people come every week to go to NXT. They're invested in it. Go to a college campus. Find, Find 10 college campuses and just run those shows like once a month. You're at a college campus, a different one around the country, right? I think the look of that on TV with people just being in there drunk, acting crazy. And AEW is the quote unquote hip, cool fucking company, right? So if you're in college, chances are you like AEW more than you like WWE. So you would know what's happening as opposed to going to Boston, Chicago, Vegas, where's another place they go all the time? The Carolinas, right? Over and over and over. And it's just like, I don't know. Try something different. Like what you're doing now is not working because there ain't nothing that irritates me more than getting on Twitter after AEW show and some cocksucker standing up, like bragging about how many seats aren't filled. It's like you paid for a ticket to go see this show and you're like, shitting on it like trying to talk shit like what's the point what what do you get out of that it's to be a contrarian to be an asshole but yeah i think we're both on agreement with too much too soon and if you're living in a big city like chicago or new york or la and you pay all this money to go to AEW show you got to pay for tickets you got to pay for parking and city like New York, you got to pay the, the subway system because it's impossible to get there. And you got to pay for your wife. You know, if you bring the kids, you got to pay for your whole family and shoving out close to a thousand bucks. You turn around and coming back six months later. Like, <laughs> I just went. I'm yeah. not going again to this motherfucker. Yeah, it's not so. special. You're absolutely right. It's not. I fucking, as soon as I see tickets going on sale in Atlanta, I grab them. I text my friends like, who's all going? I need to know by Friday because I'm going to get the tickets. And why? Because they don't come here that much. 
So when they do exactly. come here, it's like, I got to be in the fucking building for it. Exactly. And another thing I don't know about is I don't know how much promoting are they doing for these shows. Because with WWE, like, if they're in a the town, you'll see commercials and you'll see them go to the local stations promoting it. I don't know how much promotion I see for AEW when they come in town. I just got to look on AEW ticks and find out or hear it on this show with Excalibur screaming at me. But are you doing the plug and play ads with podcasts that come on? Are you doing that? Are you doing local commercials to promote it? Like, how are people knowing about these shows? Yeah. Radio hits, shit like that. I tell you what, every time WWE comes here, the morning shows around here always have a wrestler on them. Always. Like, if it's a SmackDown show, you can pretty much bet Wednesday and Thursday or Thursday and Friday, Becky Lynch or fucking Seth Rollins or Drew McIntyre, somebody will be on one of the morning shows around here. Every every day leading up to it. Um, Speaking of AEW... Uh, change the subject real quick. Had an announcement this past week. I admit, got a little, got a little touchy, got a little emotional. Um, the Stinger announced that next year's Revolution pay per view will be his final wrestling match. Um, and I have to go. And it's going to be really dicey because my son's birthday is in March. So depending on what weekend they are, I may or may not be able to go. Um, I was only planning on going to the Rumble next year. But if this is doable, I have to be there for this. I was really, really excited that when I went to Orlando a couple years ago for, was that Revolution I went to? Yeah, it was Revolution. That I got to see Sting wrestle there and. I went to Jacksonville when they uh the first pay-per-view after COVID when he and Darby wrestled Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page which was really good. And it's like just getting to see Sting wrestle in person still. But knowing this is going to be his last match like I've seen a lot of cool shit in wrestling. I think this will be I have to be there for this. I got to figure this out. Um but yeah, it's you know, the guy's 65. Like yeah, he can't go like he used to, but I'm just happy that like he's still fucking doing it. Cause I thought, I thought when WCW got bought out by WWE and he didn't come over to WWE when everybody else did, I was like, I'll never fucking see him wrestle again. And then he went to TNA, which is when I started watching TNA, and put on some fucking bangers. Probably a lot of people out there like to say this, and I think it's true. Sting, Kurt Angle, AJ Styles. Um, maybe even Samoa Joe. If you were to make a top ten of their matches of their careers, like at least half of them would be in TNA, and not a lot of people know about it. But yeah, um, you said that that weekend uh, is your son's birthday. No, my son's birthday is in March, and I'd have to go look at when Revolution weekend is because I mean I went to one Revolution, so hopefully it's. You know, the weekend before or the weekend after where I don't have to worry about his party. Um, Man, Sting was around before your son was born. Sting on your son's birthday. Was he turning 14, 16? 16, yeah. Oh, that's a big one. I don't know if you <laughs> Sweet 16, but that's usually a, a girl thing in Sweet 16. Guys yeah. don't really do that, do they? No, but still, fucking, you know, you got to be there for your kid's birthday. Um, 
maybe I can maybe you know we never do we rarely do their birthdays on their birthday usually their parties are on the weekend so let's be like you know I know his birthday is on the the 11th and we could do it on the 13th but let's do it on the 20th (laughs) let's do the party on the 20th let's go have one more birthday after that before he officially becomes a man wow that's sneaking up on you ain't it where's time going I don't know. It ain't affecting Sting because this motherfucker's still wrestling. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I digress. I went off topic a lot. But going back to your first point with uh, AJ Styles and Kurt Angle and Sting, I mean, if you think about it, it's before Sting turned 50 a lot of that time. And mm-hmm. he's in his 40s. He could still go. He was having bangers. Yeah. I think he had Christian Cage in there as well. They say as a wrestler, when you hit 40, that's like, that's when you're in your fucking, like, 40 to 45. Seems old in a lot of other sports, but wrestling wise, it's because you've been in the game for so long and you figured shit out. They say that's when you like, that's when you start putting shit on. Like Roman's what thirty eight. Yeah. Seth is you know in his late thirties. Uh, you know, name the biggest stars in wrestling right now besides like MJF. As far as main event stars, they're all thirty five, forty years old. Drew McIntyre. Uh, you know, obviously Christian and Jericho and. AJ. Yeah. Like AJ's 44, 45, something like that. So, but yeah, man, uh, Sting announced his retirement. I was, I was glad to see that he wasn't like, I'm done and walking off. I'm glad he's going to get a little bit of a retirement tour, like a farewell tour where people can go out now and, you know, unless you live in Chicago, the next time AW comes to your city will be the last time you'll see Sting live. They probably get to see him three more times. Yeah, really. But um, yeah. So that's uh, I don't know why it's like bothering me too. Like it, like makes me sad. But it's like the dude's sixty five. Like I've been watching him wrestle the whole time I've been watching wrestling over thirty years. It's kind of a toxic trait that we have as wrestling fans, but we don't want to see a wrestler ret- completely retire until their body completely breaks down and. We still seen Stink and do it at a high level. We're like, you still got a couple more years. You could do this because you're still putting on bangers. And like we talked about earlier, we love how AEW uh, has uh, regulated Stink's career. Yeah. And how they protected him. They actually put him in good spots and make him look good for this whole run. So that's probably I, why you know, I make you sad. That's a good point you just brought up. And I, I want to like talk about that for a second too because it sounds like I shit on AEW a lot. But one of the things they've definitely got right is how they've booked Sting, how they've treated him like a fucking icon of wrestling, which he is. Um, yeah, he's undefeated. He's never lost, but he's never like in a title picture. He's never like taking a main event from anybody. Honestly, he's given the rub to so many fucking people by being in the ring with him. Um, you said he's still going at a high level. I wouldn't say a high level. Like he probably sixty five year old. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I don't want him to keep going. Like honestly, like. I'm glad he's retired. It's just, it's, you know, it's like he's literally the last, the last of the like territories. Yeah. He's the last of the WCW, WWF war. He's the last of the big time version of the NWA. He's the last of the Monday night wars. Like sting spanned over a lot. Like Sting tying into a whole lot of errors that have gone by already. And he's the last one of all of them. And he just so happens to be my favorite fucking wrestler. So it's, it'll happen. He might, you know, 
I don't cry a lot, but that bell might ring, and <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Hey, you still got Jared. He's still a hanger left over for he don't, that era. He don't fucking, like the he don't very count. end of the territory. <laughs> he don't count. I meant like a star. <laughs> I meant a star back then, not fucking Jeff Jarrett with them big-ass blinking light glasses on he used to wear back then. Hey. That's J E double F. Put respect on Jeff Jarrett's name, but yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah, he's the last big star. He came in in the eighties with a Dingle Warrior, Ultimate Warrior. Yep. Uh, what was that? The Blade Runners. The Blade Runners, Blade Runner Rock, and Blade Runner Flash. Yeah, so it'll be a sad moment. Sting was my favorite wrestler at one point in WCW, the WCW area. I didn't catch a lot of his TNA stuff, but I went back and watched some of it and he put on bangers there. I went uh, Halloween and Sting twice. One is Wolfpack Sting and one is White and Black Sting. Oh, yeah. Lazy. Just recycled the outfit. <laughs> hey, man. You just changed, changed colors like he did. Um, and we didn't even talk about Joker Sting. That, little, that was some good shit. Uh, Main Event Mafia Sting was good. Um Damn, I had something. I was about to, to say something. I just so, lost it completely. Who would you put Sting in for his last match? Shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I have a... I'd rather... T- I don't know. He could honestly Darby probably, probably be Darby. Um, Bingo. That's what I was gonna say too. Or have something to do with. I don't. I don't want to see him in a singles match. I'd rather just be a tag match. No, kind of like. I want to see like singles one on one. But I think the location of where they have his last match will be important. It's got to be Atlanta, right? I would love that, um, but it also I think it has to be. Somewhere in the south southeast where WCW used to fucking run and NWA used to run, you know? They could even put it in North Carolina. But put it put it here in Atlanta, like you said. The fucking CNN Center is right there. Put it at the uh State Farm Arena. Don't don't take me all the way out to that fucking bullshit that I had to go to last time in Duluth. Put it in State Farm. Fucking fly in like a bunch of old school wrestlers that cause if you've ever listened to people talk about staying in wrestling. Like I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything bad about him. Like every wrestler that talks about sting talks about like, he's one of the best people there. You shouldn't have any problem. Like getting people to come in and, and making this a big deal. This is AEW's first crack at something like this. Unless you're Terry Belair, that ain't going to work for me, brother. Screw up. a Two year plus storyline. Yeah. Fuck that okay. guy. Um, okay. I know what I was going to say. So, you know the ironic thing? If you know anything about Sting's story, he didn't know what pro wrestling was. He used to work at a gym. Um, and Hogan came to his gym. He had no idea who he was. And then he saw wrestling. He's like, oh, I could do that. But he wasn't. He didn't like grow up on wrestling and shit like that. So all these guys are like lived, eve, breathe, wrestling. Sting's outlasted all of them. I would have yeah. never. I would have never thought he'd be the last one in all of them. Hmm. Really? I never came across your mind that he might be the last one standing. No. I, I mean, I, you never think about it, right? But when you start learning, like 
this guy fucking loved it. Like, you, the Steiner brothers and Luger and even fucking the Mortal Racist, Ric Flair. Um, Sid Taker Vicious. wasn't a wrestling guy, was he? I don't know. I don't know. But, like, all these guys that, like, went to all these schools and shit like that. And Sting basically just did it as a, he needed a fucking job. <laughs> and he outlasted all of them, like. By the way, this guy's probably got to have. I know he's got so much money because I know he does like a real estate company and all kind of other shit. All those WCW guaranteed contracts he had. Like, this dude literally just doing it for the love of the game now. Yeah, he's probably hoarding money away. And if Tony's going to be a mark and you know he's got probably a million dollar contract with AEW, why not keep backing in the money? And the fucking merch. Like, when he first came back, he was tops. In merch every week, um, he's got a shitload of shit on it. Yeah, he's 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 doing all right, but yeah, Stinger's retiring. Uh, but I kind of respect it to the point you made earlier. He didn't come in as a wrestling guy, but he grew to love the business and dedicated his whole life to it, and still doing it to this day. So you kind of kind of respect that more than the person that grew up watching wrestling and, and had a love for it and burnt out for some reason, whether it's Voluntary or involuntary. Yeah. Yeah. Sting. Um, I think Tony Khan's going to, you know, I I shouldn't have any faith in him whatsoever, but I will say this. Tony Khan's a fan of wrestling, and I think he's just enough of a fan to where he's going to make this a big deal, I think. Matter of fact, he's supposed to be giving Sting a gift or some shit like that tomorrow, isn't he? Yeah. Hopefully it's not. It's gonna be Abdul. It's gonna be Abdullah the butcher and a big fucking, <laughs> a big gift like it was. The black scorpions come back to haunt Sting. Oh my god! If they brought the black scorpion back, that'd be so dope. Might be some liability issues dealing with Abdullah. Apparently, he's giving people <laughs> and all that nonsense. I don't even think he's alive anymore. Yeah, he's he's still kicking. Is he? I watched he, his uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Didn't he have like a barbecue joint here in Atlanta or some shit like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's in his eighties and he's a, a big fella. I'm surprised he is still alive. Hey, shout out to Abdul Butcher. I was just watching uh, the WCW Halloween Havoc because it came up on the front page and he has dealing with some nonsense with an electric chair. Oh yeah, the electric chair match that was awful, terrible. I think I'm was in it. I think uh, if I get some time, I'm gonna watch a couple of Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc's on right now for NXT, but I'm gonna go back and watch. I told you one of my favorite Sting matches was uh, a Halloween Havoc match, the Thunder Thunderdome, Thunder Cage, some shit like that. Him and Ric Flair versus the Great Muda and Terry Funk, and the only way to win was by submission. Uh, and it was back in the day when I was younger. WCW used to do these 24-hour on TBS for 24 hours straight, they would just play WCW stuff. So it was like shit that I'd never seen before. So I was fucking, I was grabbing VHS six hour tapes and just hitting record on that shit. And like, I'd go to sleep and wake up and make sure I change the tape over and go back and watch it. And that's how I saw that. So I got to see a lot of Sting's older stuff than when I was younger. And that was one of my favorite matches. Um, the match sucked with him and Bret Hart. When he was in the wolf pack, but he had that fucking dope ass goatee with his uh, <laughs> with his red face paint. And the Monday Nitro before that was cool when 
Sting and the Wolfpack rolled up in the Hummer and just started beating everybody's ass backstage because Bret Hart had turned on Sting the week before. So it was like five or six segments where they were just backstage, like whooping the NWO black and white's ass, looking for Bret Hart. Then he finally found Bret Hart, started beating his ass, and they had a match in like this big backstage brawl. Yeah, now you now you're bringing up bad memories. Columbia, South Carolina, October 1998. Uh, 10-year-old EJ was in the building when they came out to the ring and then went backstage. And oh, you were there that there. night? <laughs> yeah, I was there. That was fun to watch on TV, but yeah. Yeah, I, I watched on TV in the arena. We were <laughs> upset. <laughs> I was with my dad. He had that. This is back in the day. We had to actually go to the call center for tickets. Yeah. And, I think you could do it online. Maybe he did it through phone. You could do it through phone. You couldn't do it online back then. You might have did it through phone, but yeah. you had to actually pick up the tickets. Yep, ticket so I was master. all excited. These motherfuckers came out for a little bit and then went backstage. <laughs> I'm like, what? In the-? Yep. They didn't have a they didn't have a Titantron, I don't think, back then either. Oh no! Now see, that sucks. They they may have they may have had like some type of other screen. Oh, okay, I think. They didn't have a Titantron, but they showed it on the on the scoreboard screen. Yeah, the scoreboard yeah. thing. It, I was so upset, though. Yeah, that's fun. That's one of my favorite moments in Nitro when Sting was with the Wolfpack was when that happened. And I had no idea you were there. That's hilarious. Yeah, I was there. In the remember the date and everything. <laughs> it was at the Carolina Coliseum. What would you say the date was? I don't know the exact date. But I know it was October of 1998. I thought you said October 18th. I was going to say, damn, that's fucking... It was in the upper, either the 18th or 25th, somewhere around there. I looked up the date one day, but I can't remember it now. But I was I was in the building. That's funny. Um, so speaking of Sting and his tie ties, NWA was you know his first major break in wrestling. Yeah, he was in the UWF and stuff like that, but nobody really knew about it. NWA is teasing that they're getting a new TV deal. Yeah, it's not set in stone. Apparently, Billy Corgan is going to announce it when it happens officially or whatever. But allegedly, they're supposed to be going to the CW. And like oh, wow. I said earlier, yeah, and like I said earlier, I think TNA might be in competition with NWA. CW, that's like Fox or uh, CBS. That's like a on regular TV. That's like I mean, a, it's... one of those stations you get over antennas. Yeah, so. that's, that's basically what UPN used to be, which SmackDown was on. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is, how are you gonna put NWA on TV and Impact's not? On? Impact's got to be cooking something up because I don't. NWA's fun to go to. It's a lot more fun to go to the NWA, but they got some bullshit, and it is well, not an easy watch. Um, like I said earlier, once Rampage. Uh, got on the air. I couldn't keep up with NWA like I used to, but right around that time, I went to M- the NWA and Power Show, and it was packed. It was in St. Louis. Yeah, crowd was into it. All women's show, and they had a regular pay per view the day after. Which I just couldn't make, but you know what? I think put a sour taste in people's mouths. Tyrus. Yeah, but NWA's had some weird shit happen too, like and Billy Cor- Corgan's weird. Like their pay per view coming up now, you can't even fucking pronounce the name of it. What is it called? Um, <laughs> I know you, Cy, you can't pronounce it. Cy Wynn, Cy Wayne, some shit like that. Oh. It's a it's a witch thing that they're doing, and it's spelled one way and pronounced another way. Like, why would you name a show that? 
Because uh, Billy Corgan's a fucking weirdo. He's a fucking yeah. weirdo, this guy. Um, I mean, uh, he's a rock star. All the musicians are weird. I remember when NWA first came back, though. I was all in. Like, I was watching every week. Um, I thought the wrestlers they had were good. They had fucking Ricky Starks there. Uh, what's your boy's name? That I don't like. Eddie Kingston was there. Nick Aldis was the champ. He's wrestling fucking Tim Storm and a bunch of... Tim Storm was on his way out, but... Eli Drake. Yeah, I I got a picture with him. I got a picture with him. Uh, Sienna, Nick Aldis, and Camille. Camille was just getting there. Thunder Rosa was there. Like They had a lot of good people in the NWA back then. And then they kind of transitioned to some weird shit with like Tyrus as the champion and all these big fucking weird looking hillbilly looking motherfuckers that can't really wrestle like yeah i get that was the 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 premise of what the nwa was back in the day but we're past that now um but yeah if they get back on tv i'll start watching it i'm i'll have to i only have enough room for a certain amount of wrestling per week so something else is gonna have to take a hit and it'll probably be Honestly, it'd probably be Rampage. Like, I rarely watch Rampage anyway, unless I see something that happens on Rampage. Like, yeah. Tony Storm's there, or Sky Blue. I'll watch it. But nothing, like, of note happens on Rampage. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch the uh, 10-minute highlights of Rampage and start watching NWA if they're on TV and visible. Why not go back into it? I'm sure, because I've heard they up their uh, production level now that they're getting this new TV deal. Allegedly, they're getting new sets and up in their production so i'm hoping they come back to atlanta that was that was fun like the tickets weren't expensive um me and joey we got front row tickets so like the first six episodes we're sitting we're literally in the middle like the camera's looking at the ring we're literally in the fucking middle like it's me joey and fucking tennessee santa claus that was there like you see us the whole show all six shows um i got a really good video of like who was it? Nick Aldis was fighting somebody and they went to clothesline him and they clotheslined Camille when she was his manager and she fucking hit the deck. I got it. It was such a good video too. Um, it was just a lot of fun. They were really interactive with the crowd. Cause I mean, they're right there. Like it's a studio wrestling show. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping they come back to Atlanta. I wouldn't be mad at that. Definitely something to keep an eye out for. See how that plays out in the next few weeks. Um, we'll have to postpone the the women's top ten. Actually, we can talk about the women's top ten. We'll postpone the women's division from SmackDown um, till next week because I'll still be able to talk about that. Because I want to, I want to spend some time talking about Becky Lynch and what she's doing also. Um, but the women's PWI top ten came out they actually released all of them um and i'm gonna give you the the evaluation period is from july 1st of 2022 Mm -hmm. through july 1st of 2023 uh the criteria is win loss record championships won quality of competition major feuds prominence within a wrestler's promotion and overall wrestling ability. And then I'm going to give you the top 10. One, Rhea Ripley. I have a problem with that already. Um, number two, Gulia, 
which I don't know a lot about her. I just hear she's really Ju- good. It's Julia. I thought it was Gulia. No, it's, it's Julia. Are you sure? Because I've heard it pronounced differently than Julia. I, I'm almost positive. Okay. It looks like that, but it's it's, it's Julia. Uh, that's who Mercedes wanted to wrestle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three, Bianca Belair. I don't have a problem with that. Four, Jamie Hayter. At the time, uh, I don't know when she got hurt exactly. Uh, number five, Tam Nakano. Number six, Athena. Number seven, Deanna Perazzo. Number eight, Willow Nightingale. Number nine, Camille. And number 10, Jordan Grace. Thoughts? I don't like to... Like, I understand this is a quote-unquote kayfabe list. And these people put a lot of work in. This list is shit. And I don't like getting mad about lists and shit like that. So I'm I'm not mad, but I'm just looking at it. This list is trash. They got Jade Cargill at number 14. So, are you looking at it through I'm WWE looking at, color no, glasses? I'm looking at it through kayfabe glasses. Like, they're going by, if wrestling was real... These are who's on there. You tell me how Jade Cargill's number 14. She was in AEW at the time. That's got nothing to do with WWE. She was a TNT champion. She was undefeated. She's beating everybody. She's wrestling on pay-per-views until she lost the title to Chris Statlander. You tell me how Rhea Ripley's number one. What the fuck did Rhea Ripley do between July of last year and July of this year? She won the Rumble and she beat Charlotte at WrestleMania. Name a good Rhea Ripley match you've seen in the last year and a half. Name, no, matter of fact, name two of them. Didn't she face uh, Natalia? That was a good match. When you started off with "Didn't she face somebody?" It wasn't a good match. Hey, I'm go playing my girl Natalia. So <laughs> I'm just saying she's number one, EJ, and we can't even fucking name. Five matches that she's had in the past year and a half. She won the Royal Rumble and she beat it's, Charlotte at WrestleMania. Cool. That doesn't mean you're number one. It said record has to play with some of it, not all of it. She's the leader of the biggest faction in wrestling right now. Every week. What does that got to do with her record? She doesn't wrestle. She's a I manager. Said, she's a manager with a women's title. And this is well before the Judgment Day stuff took off. I mean, she's been in the Judgment Day for a minute, but she wasn't wrestling. I'm just like, the fact that Jade Cargill's number 14, and you got Masha Slamovich ranked higher than Jade Cargill, you got Camille in the NWA. Tell me about the level of her competition in the NWA and how good her matches were. Um, so let's talk about the elephant in the room. No, no four horsewomen in the top 10. Did that uh kind of grind your gear a little bit? I don't give a fuck about Charlotte. Becky? Bailey's not like on my top list of people to watch. Mercedes was gone most of the year. Um, They do have Trinity at number 23. But yeah, they got Becky, number 29. Ooh, that is, that is a little low. A little? Uh, I thought she was in the top 20 still. I didn't really look at the list. 29. The man, Becky Lynch. Um, the current NXT Women's Champion. I don't know. What was the cutoff date? 
July first of this year. Ooh, so that so the Trish dress, the Trish match was a little after that. Yeah, she also had won the tag team titles. She had also, uh, what did she do at SummerSlam last year? She did. We were there. Uh, she had that match against Bianca and lost. Was that twenty twenty two? Yeah. You telling me that that match was she had with Bianca doesn't put her in the top ten? I don't know. Apparently, she not was putting on bangers throughout that fucking uh, this this list of shit. Um, I'm not mad at the list, bro. Tiffany, they got Tiffany Stratton rated higher than Becky Lynch. All right, what the fuck did Tiffany Stratton do before she became NXT champion? Like earlier this year. They got she was Ronda, champion for a while. She was champion a lot of the time period. The criteria they're setting for. They got Ronda Rousey. Chris Statlander's ranked 18. She was injured most of that time. She won no. zero titles most of that time. She she got the title like the very last part of that. So I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Um, and I don't. Yeah, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't want to sit here and like tear these people list apart because I love the PWI 500. Like, but I think somebody was definitely on drugs when they made this list. Let me go through and, and see if I see any more. Mickey James, number 27. Uh, Ooh, she's higher than Becky. Britt Baker, number 36. Liv Morgan was fucking SmackDown champion. And they got her at 38. I'm not mad at that. Seriously? 38 for Liv Morgan? <laughs> I'm not a big Liv Morgan fan, so I'm being uh, subjective, so you can't take my word for it. Bailey at number <laughs> 41. Uh, now we're getting in. The, they got Soraya at 52. Uh, Shayna Baszler at 58. Mercedes Martinez at 61. It doesn't even have a 64 and 66 and 68 and 70. Like I don't know where this list is coming from. Uh, Ruby Soho at 72. Shout out to Lady Frost. Lady Frost at number 79. Good for her. Sky sure. Blue at 89. Uh, Natalia Markova. NWA's Natalia Markova at 91. Um, Gigi Dolan at 104. It's, I don't think there's 104 women that were better than her. Let's see if we see any. Let's see. Blair Davenport at 131. Uh, Where is it? Jamie Hader, you said she was top 10, right? Yeah, Kira Hogan at 154. Jamie Hader was... Where's Tony at? Jamie Hader's number four. Tony Storm's number 12. Okay. Uh, so, um, I don't know. The list doesn't make me mad. There's some head-scratching ones, like you said, Becky. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that these nerds that make these lists watch a lot more <laughs> wrestling than me and know what they're talking about. So, whatever. Yeah. Like I said, it's not about making you mad. It's just like, what the fuck are y'all watching? And then going off the criteria that they put out there, like, it may, oh, look at that. Number 162, Ashley Dambois. Mm. Friend of the show. Shout out to her. Uh, and Trey McGill. Layla Gray at 151. Mm. Your girl Chelsea Green, 150. Wow. So, I mean, yes. Some good good names on the list. I just I don't agree with the top thirty. 
Where was where was uh Bianca at? Bianca was number three. Okay, so Honestly, I'm not mad at the top ten. I feel like Bianca should have been one, but I think she was one last year, so they probably yeah. wouldn't do it two years in a row. I mean, why can't you make a number one again with yeah. their the date criteria? She didn't lose the title until May. Exactly. Um, and she got cheated out of the title. Willow Nightingale, oh. number eight. I'm sorry. Like, how? Hey, don't, we're not going to do that to our girl, Willow. Shout out to Willow I'm Nightingale. not doing anything to her. I'm just, I, I like Willow Nightingale. But how is she number eight? And Mickey James is 27. I'm I'm tripping on how Tiffany Stratton's number 25. Yeah, that, I ain't going to argue that with you. Cause... EO Sky, number 24. Before she won the title and before she won money in the bank, so Jordan, she did win a tag team championship. Jordan Grace, number 10. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in that, you probably won't remember because I know I won't, but in that time frame, didn't she leave Impact after she lost the title to Mickey James? Yeah, she did leave. For, well, she just came back, I want to say. Yeah, she's gone for midway months. through the summer. And Mickey James is the one that took the title from her, and she's ranked 27. And that was definitely in that time frame. That was like in January I went and saw that. Yeah. And that was after miss a chunk of time. And that was after Mickey James' last rodeo where she was like beating everybody in Impact. So how the fuck is she 27th? I don't know. Maybe the second half of 2022 she's putting on bangers. Anyhow. So yeah. That's the uh, PWI. Go go get that magazine if you're in the old school like shit like that. Like I used to love getting those magazines when I was a kid. Yeah, are they even printing magazines still? Yeah, you can still you can still order. I think they're like ten ninety nine now. I used to love uh, what was it called? It was called um, Wow, Wow was a it was World of Wrestling. And oh they, yeah, I remember those. They had the big glossy pages and shit like that. Yeah, I, that I, Pro Wrestling Illustrated—that's what we were just talking about. Uh, what was the other one? I didn't really get Wrestling Observer like that. What I did get was uh, the WWE Raw magazines. Yeah. Oh boy, I had so many fucking Sable and Lita and Trish Stratus and Tori Wilson and. Fucking divas undressed and divas in hedonism and all those fucking co- like my my wall was basically like wrestling cover magazines when I was in high school. A little pervert, weren't we all? But yeah, they, they used to promote the Raw magazine because they had the WWE magazine or WWF magazine and then mm-hmm. the Raw magazine. They were like kind of promoted like as a Playboy kind of. But yeah, they all they had was bikini photos. Got my hopes up. That was enough though. Like, True. Those are some good. Them fucking divas when they did the swimsuit comp. Like them magazines were. Victoria's Secret ain't have shit on those. Hey, shout out to Raw Magazine. Let's get to some power rankings, EJ. Let's get it, man. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't. Normally, I tell you I didn't prepare for the power rankings. I really didn't prepare this week. I haven't watched a lot of wrestling. I I took my daughter to Harry Potter World over the weekend, so I didn't see a lot of wrestling this week, Um, which was fun, by the way. I'm really disappointed. I've been to Disney twice, and I've been to Harry uh, Universal like four or five times. I've never seen a wrestler down there. 
in uh Orlando? Yeah, at, at Disney and at Universal. I feel like every week I'm literally like the day I was leaving, Gigi Dolan's at fucking Universal. She's posted on Instagram. I'm like, why you couldn't be there yesterday? Yeah, you think you see more of those guys walking around and girls walking around because even with the NXT stars, you have uh, the main roster stars that call Orlando their home as well when they're yeah. not traveling. Orlando and Tampa. So you think you see a lot of more wrestlers walking around in Universal and Disney World. What if you saw Roman walking around with a Mickey Mouse ears? That'd be a sight to see. With his kids, yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> There's certain yeah. people that... Like, for the most part, I wouldn't bother a wrestler if they were, like, with their family and shit. If I saw Roman Reigns, I'm sorry. You got to take a picture of me, bro. Like, <laughs> we got to. Really? <laughs> Hell, yeah. That's the no. upper echelon of wrestling. Like, you, you got you to gotta get this picture. You you get all that money, you got to deal with this annoyance for this 30 seconds. But, like, no. if you see Gigi Dole in there, chances are she doesn't have kids. She's probably there with her boyfriend. So, yeah. Take, you can take a picture. Hold this camera, Pete. Or whatever his name, Zachary Zach Wentz. Wentz. Yeah, hold this camera. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've never been the type because I was a little shy before I went to middle school, like in elementary school. I was kind of a little shy kid, so I don't think it's in my nature. Even if I saw Roman, to go up to him and ask for a picture, I'd be like, "Hey, it's Roman." Yeah. And then, like as I got older, like I've met a few people, quote unquote, celebrities, and they're just regular people. So if I saw Roman. And if it was not natural, like if he was standing next to me in line, I'd be like, Roman. But if he's all the way out the way, I probably wouldn't go up to him because he got a million other people probably running up to him. Yeah. That's like when I was at the Cowboys game here in Atlanta, I ran into Chris Tucker. Like he was mad that the Cowboys just won. I had Cowboys shit on. I'm like, yo, let me get a selfie. Word? Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that picture of you. That's dope. Yeah, I'll send it to you. You know, you want to hear a funny story about that? You know, I'm old man Rucker. Like, I don't know shit, shit about technology. So he wasn't very interested in taking a picture. So he wasn't very still. So the picture that I posted originally, he was blurry because he was like moving around. I had no idea you could do a live picture on iPhones and you could edit the picture. So I cleaned it uh, up. I cleaned it up like a year and a half later and had to repost it. Um, but yeah, Chris Tucker, I got a picture with. I don't know. I don't do it a lot, but like. I mean, Chris Tucker, like, you got to get a picture with Chris Tucker. Come on, man. Well, uh, come on, man. I got to go, What was he in the rush for? Because the Falcons had just lost. They got the ass. Dak had just fucking went down the field to Cole Beasley, and they kicked the game-winning field goal to beat him, and he, he wasn't happy about it. It was Dallas versus who? Atlanta, here in Atlanta. Oh, he's a he's a Falcons fan? Yeah, he's from Atlanta. <laughs> my, uh, my ex had gotten too drunk. Uh, it was me, my friend Brent, my ex, and her friend, and she had gotten way too drunk. Like, she had stopped drinking for the longest, and she was, like, taking shots early in the morning. She hadn't eaten, and I'm like, I'm like you need to calm down. She's like, I'm a grown-up. I know what I'm doing. She's, like, trying to sneak past me drinking the free champagne and shit. So before you know it, she's in the fucking concession place, like, throwing up. And <laughs> they called, like, they called first aid over, and her friend's like, She's just drunk, Chris. Don't worry about it. Like, I'll go with her. So they put her in a wheelchair, and they wheel her all the way around the stadium to the first aid infirmary thing. So when the game's over, I have to get security to walk us past the Cowboys locker room. So I'm, like, walking past Jerry Jones, but he had so many fucking people. Like, I couldn't take a picture with him. And then Chris Tucker's walking up. I'm like, yo, let me get a picture. And then we have to go in the infirmary, get her, 
wheel her out to my fucking car in a wheelchair because she was so fucking drunk. Um, but yeah, well, she was white girl wasted, big time. I I don't have patience to deal with that at my age. <laughs> if I'm with you, you can't get that drunk, or you might get left behind. Yeah, I I give it to she didn't do that off. That was probably the one time she had ever been that drunk. And like I said, she hadn't been drinking before that. And we used to always have deals like, all right, well, you can drink on the way there and then I'll drink while I'm there and you drive back. Like, I'll drive down there. You can have a couple drinks now. You sober up. I knew, like, in the first quarter, like, I can't have any drinks. (laughs) Ain't no way she's driving home. (laughs) But, yeah, she had gotten fucked up. It happens. I wasn't mad. I was more annoyed that, like, I kept having a... Every time the game would pause, I would run down the stairs to go check on her until they finally took her to the fucking first aid place. And her friend was like, you don't have to keep fucking coming. And I'm like, I know, but, you know, she's kind of my wife. I got to make sure she's all right. She's like, she's just drunk. I'm like, I know she's just drunk, but still, like, you're in a fucking stadium with 100,000 people. Um, But, yeah, that's how I met Chris Tucker. (laughs) Okay. Cool story for the archives. That's what's up. Yeah. Anyway, power rankings. Um, yeah, I'm not no power rankings. <laughs> AEW Wednesday, Impact Thursday, Impact this weekend, um, SmackDown, Collision, and Monday Night Raw, and NXT of last week. Those are all the eligible criteria for power rankings. Um, we'll let you go first, EJ. Hey, so I want to preface my uh picks by this i hope you don't try to piggyback off of mine because we, we're gonna see a a theme with my picks and so hopefully uh, you can recall what happened in the world of wrestling because so much happened and i can't even remember myself yeah but we're gonna start off with my number five pick and still your impact uh x division champion i don't know why i slipped my mind for a second Chris Saban, him and Kenta put on a banger, which I enjoyed. Like I said earlier, I highly enjoyed Bound for Glory. But I have Mr. Chris Saban as your number five on my power rankings. My number five are your new tag team champions in Impact. Bullet Club. Foot, 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 for life. Hey. Like we always talk about, man. Chris Bay is that dude, man. I wonder when they're going to finally let him go solo again. I don't think they should, man. I think they should milk this Bullet Club thing as long as they can. Mm. They're still young. They're both in their mid-20s, so milk it for a while. My number four, the only non-impact wrestler on my power rankings this week, the man, Becky Lynch. Defending the title on two different shows. It seems like she's wrestling two matches two matches a week now. Ooh! Sorry, I'm, I'm watching the impact. No, I already know what it is. I'm watching the uh, lights out match with GG and Blair Davenport, and that was a that was a move. Uh, but yeah, the man she fucking won last night versus Indy Hartwell. Uh, she's wrestling the night versus uh, Lyra Valkyria, and man, how she got ranked so high, I do not know. Um, yeah, Becky Lynch. That's my number four. My number four was your number five. You got Ace and Bay 
ABC, Bullet Club, the new Impact Tag Team Champions. In a banger against uh, the Rascals. Shout out to Trey Miguel. Mm-hmm. Mentioned his lovely fiance a little earlier. And our number three is the winner of the Call Your Shot Gauntlet, Mr. Rucker's best friend, Jordan Grace. I'm starting to like Jordan Grace. Really? Yeah. I'm starting. I'm Let's digging. While come around. I'm digging her in the ring. Uh, she pinned Bully Ray, so you know we always like that. Oh, yeah. I, she's she's online less and less on Twitter, so she's likable. Like, I've always liked her. Like in the ring, when I went to Vegas and she was the champ, like she came off like a fucking star. Um, and she's getting she's improved big time in the ring. Uh, she's funny on social media now. So yeah, I'm you know. The beef is over that she never knew we had. Maybe she'll unblock me now. I was about to say, didn't she block you? Oh, wait. You get unblocked anyway on Twitter. Elon did away with the block. Oh, really? Uh, he didn't implement that again? I'm surprised. For, like, bullying and safety purposes. I don't know. Maybe she's, Maybe I'm, I can go follow her again now. I don't want to, but I'll go see if I'm still blocked. Um, maybe, maybe she refreshed it. Oh, not she. <laughs> Elon refreshed it. So... Hey, shout out to Jordan Grace. That was my number. Who? That was my number three. So I think it's your turn for your number three and two. Nope, still blocked. <laughs> hey, if you listen to this, Jordan Grace, or if somebody that knows her is listening to this, unblock our boy Rucker. He means no harm. Uh, my number three. The only reason he's not number one is because he didn't win a championship or defend it. But I think he's the best wrestler in ring going in the world right now, and that's Will Ospreay. Ooh. I don't think I have him on my list. Mm. I forgot about that. was a. He and Speedball I Bailey. Have him on my, go ahead. Ospreay, go ahead. Ospreay and Speedball Bailey, man, put on a match of the year contender. Um, I don't like it when people don't wrestle with shoes on. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, Osprey, you know, he he's in the news now for saying that he could see himself going to the WWE. Uh I don't want him to. And then some I put on Twitter that I didn't want him to and I put on why. Somebody said he should go to TNA. And off no. the top of my head, I thought you say no. He already had Speedball. Could you imagine him and Chris Bay? Him and Trey Miguel? Him and Josh Alexander, him and Alex Shelley, hell, even Jordan Grace. Yeah, I mean, they don't have an issue with doing intergender matches over there, which I kind of dig. Nah, he's like in the ring, one of the best in the world. I mean, of course, AEW would be a good transition because he's already been over there. But yeah, like you said, I don't know about WWE. I wouldn't want him in AEW, and I don't want him in WWE. I think Impact's the perfect place for him. And it would be a, to go along with their... Uh, I'm sorry. It's Halloween Havoc, and Shotzi and Scarlet are dressed up like twin creepy sisters fucking with Carmelo right now. and It's, it's, it's got me dying. <laughs> um, it's so distracting. <laughs> But I couldn't watch him in WWE and in AEW. I feel like, I feel like he would get lost. 
Mm, I don't think so. With Collision, just like some people thought Jay White would get lost, and he's about the main event, the pay-per-view. Yeah. I think same thing with Will Ospreay would happen, just because the addition with Collision. See, that's kind of the double-edged sword, having Collision. They might be having trouble selling tickets, but they needed it for storyline purposes with that bloated roster they have. I'll agree with you. Jay White has swam when he could have sank or swim. But what about everybody else that came? Where's Alistair Black at? Drowning. Where's nah, Rusev? Hey. Rusev, not a collision. He's, they starting to bubble up with him and CJ. I like yeah, but then he'll be off on. TV again in like a week. And we won't see him. Alistair uh, or Malachi or whatever you want to call him. They're starting mm-hmm. to pick it back up. I agree with you. They have too many stops, but this is their chance now. The collision is rolling. Uh, it looks like House of Black is causing causing havoc on collision. It's with FTR and the Black Cool Combat Club. So, but uh, yeah, if, I don't think he should go to Impact just because if you're not going to go to AW or WWE, you just stay in Japan because I don't think Impact has the money to pay him. Like New Japan can. I might be wrong. I don't know their pockets. I'm not pocket watching Impact, but you think they could pay them like New Japan or the North American bigger companies can? Impact's got money. Okay. If they have money, then I say go for it, then. Uh, my number two. I was going back and forth on these and. Alex Shelley defeated the walking weapon in the main event of Bound for Glory. If I don't bet on wrestling because that's stupid. But if we were to poll 100 listeners of Boots in the Face and say who you thought was going to win this main event, I guarantee you at least 80 of them would have picked the walking weapon. Hmm. If they even watch that's Impact. True. <laughs> that's true, but going into it, I didn't really have any expectations on who I thought I was going to win for some reason. I didn't really think about it beforehand. So when Shelly won it, I was in shock because I'm like, so Josh Alexander, he had the title for, what, over a year? He set the record for it. Uh, amount of days consecutively holding the title so I'm like maybe they don't give it to him immediately and this is the lifetime achievement war for Shelly so it didn't totally shock me that Shelly retained but like you said 80% of people would not have picked Alex Shelly to retain true I just tagged you in something on Facebook (laughs) pretty funny Um, so yeah that was my number two so I had to rearrange this list on the fly. My number two is still your Impact Women's Champion. A big win over your girl, Mickey James. Miss Trinity. Made her tap out. Made her tap out. And like you said, Impact is the spot for showcasing the knockouts. They're kind of originated over it, and they keep it the ball rolling. They're keeping that tradition rolling of showcasing the women's wrestlers and they put on another banger um, where Mickey James goes from here. I don't know. Maybe you have more clarity on that, but shout out to Trinity and Mickey for putting on that match. She's going match. back to the WWE with her husband. 
hey, any rumors? Or are you just putting that out in the universe? <laughs> I'm just saying. That's just what I think is happening. That seemed like the natural next step to do, but sometimes WWE can be weird when it comes to things like that. You never know what they're going to do. Hey, let's hope we see another Mickey James run, a last rotor in the WWE. Uh, that was my number two. So we, I've never done this before in the power rankings. I got to retroactively fix this list because I don't know how I left Osprey off, that, which is my number one. So I'll go back and put Shelly and knock Chris Saban out on number five. Mm. Still your impact champion is Alex Shelley. And my Did, number one, wait, like Rucker said. Wait, wait. Didn't you tell me not to copy your list? And here you are fucking jacking my list. No, cause I had a I had Osprey <laughs> in my head earlier at work, and I forgot, and I kind of made this list on the fly, and I was just basically thinking of the champion. So, uh, rightfully, uh, direct a shot at me. I'll take that one on the chin. But yeah, I, they, that. Go ahead. Tiffany Stratton's doing an interview, and some chick just walked up on her that looks just like Tiffany Stratton. I have no idea who she is. Oh. Uh, Seems like Halloween Havoc Night One is worth a watch. So I'll yeah, and then on and then Lola Vice is in the ring. Woo! Um, go ahead. Sorry, so, I didn't mean to interrupt your power rankings. Yeah, uh, Will Osprey and Mike Bailey. Like normally, sometimes when I watch these matches, because I watch a lot of wrestling, I'll be on my phone and kind of multitasking but with this one i put my phone down <laughs> these guys put on a banger that's on the short list of matches of the year and i don't know we might do a end of the year awards list i don't know me and rucker have to talk about that but if we do that'll definitely be on the short list of matches of the year those boys put on a banger and i don't know man speedball mike bailey is it time for him to go on to greener pastures or you think he should just stay in that TNA uh, bubble be a big fish in a small pond. He might get lost in the shuffle at other companies, but yeah, this I got as far as in ring, he could go. I think, I think TNA is perfect for him. I don't think he would. I'm not gonna say he wouldn't translate because you never know, but yeah, I just don't see him doing well in WWE or AEW. I think TNA is, is perfect for him. Maybe even ROH. But ROH would be like a step back from Impact. So, I think yeah, stay in Impact, go to Japan, do shit like that. I, I don't know. I think, obviously, they come and throw money at you. You don't really give a fuck if you're getting lost in the shelf as long as that check is clearing every Thursday. But... I just like I said earlier. I just don't like people that don't wear shoes when they wrestle. I can't take them seriously. I know you weren't a big fan of Riddle doing it either. So you're consistent with your thoughts. But yeah, I'm with you. You should probably stay in Impact because I would liken him to what's our boy's name, uh, Ethan Page. Mm. Ethan Page was hot when he was in TNA with the North, and then he did his soul things, and then he went to AEW and hot and cold so I think Mike Bailey would kind of get lost that shuffle and I don't know if, what WWE would do with him so yeah like you said stay in Impact do Japan stuff and, where the fuck know. is Scorpio Sky he got hurt again they were kind of yeah they were heating him up and he got hurt again damn mm-hmm. uh, he was at Wrestlecade last year him and Ethan Page 
Wrestlecade, by the way, if you listen to this, go. Tickets are good. Get you a hotel. Come get drunk at the bar. You'll see the Rock and Roll Express drunk. I doubt you'll see Brian Pillman there this year, but who else was yeah, a, they, big, a big hit last year? They don't allow WWE year? wrestlers to do it, do they? WWE doesn't allow them. They would, but uh, oh. who else was a big hit? There was a lot of like uh, Impact Wrestling women there. Kylan King was there last year. Uh, and it's just people that like were at the bar hanging out with fans. Um, Thunder Rosa was there. Uh, like I said, Brian Pillman was there. Zicky Dice was there. Uh, it's just, you know, random fucking people. Mr. Mr. Hughes was there. Uh, a couple old school wrestlers, which were fun. Uh, but yeah, Are you was... a fan of Thunder Rosa? Yeah, I like Thunder Rosa. Like, are you a fan of Thunder Rosa? What does that mean? Right? No? She tried to slide your DM with you? Interviewer? Yeah. No, I'm not talking about interview. Why would she slide my DM? She's married. Oh, she's married? Yeah. I didn't know she's married. I know she had a kid. I didn't know she was Yeah, I me if I think she's hot. I think so. Yeah. I think Thunder Rosa is hot. Like, especially the shit she's been posting on Instagram lately. She's like uh, one of those, like, Crazy hot chicks that would Yeah, yeah. Fuck your whole life up. I'm with it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh, my number one, she defeated my favorite women's wrestler of all time. And that's why she's number one, because she beat a fucking legend, made her tap out. Uh shout out to Mickey for the outfit she was wearing. That's uh that's some good ring gear she had on. Uh Trinity for two. Now one hundred days as of today. As your Impact Knockouts champion. Hey. Trinity, she's on a run, man. Um, what do you think about her Impact run so far? Man, I was in in Atlanta when she came through, and I posted on her Instagram. Fucking people love Trinity, man. And her, her entrance, like, the way Impact presents her, She's athletic as fuck when you watch her in person. And you've been to smaller shows. Like, when you're at a WWE show and you're sitting in the 200 section, like, you can see the athleticism, but you can't see it. But when you're at an Impact show and there ain't but 2,000 seats and you got, like, some of the better seats and you can see these fucking people, like, up close and personal, her, Trey Miguel, uh, Mike Bailey, and Moose. Like, the athleticism these four fucking people displayed when I was there was crazy. Um, Moose is just a fucking specimen in, in real life, man. The interest they had him have, like, he was just so much bigger than everybody else. Mike Bailey, I've seen him wrestle in person twice now. Every time he does, he fucking kills it. Trey Miguel, Chris Bay didn't wrestle when we were there, but Trey Miguel did. And this dude is so fucking fast. But Trinity just does shit that... You don't see women, and she does. She makes it look so easy, like effortless, like just hopping up on the ropes, doing flips and shit like that. Um, but I'm loving her impact run. Short story long, like I know it was long winded, but I'm loving it. They fucking put the title on her. They made her seem like a star, which she is, and she just fucking tapped out a legend. So, we all know that Trinity could be in the WWE right now if she wanted to, but. She chose to walk away because she wanted to test her star outside of the company and 
she knows her worth and she didn't want to get disrespected. So I'm kind of wondering what, what's her end goal here? Does she just want to just stay in impact and run her own schedule? Because like we said, or like I said, she could go back to WWE if she wanted to. So I just don't see her. What's her long-term plan as far as wrestling goes? She's probably making good money in impact top women's pay. Um, like you said earlier, they don't do live shows every week, every month or so, or every two months, they go on the road, they do a pay-per-view, and they do impact tapings for the next six to eight weeks. So she's got to work two days a month, maybe. Probably not even that much. Like, what's the problem? Like, why would you? And she's got a family. Like, she's got kids, you know? Like, this is, to me, impact is the perfect place for people that, if they're not, like, trying to become multi-millionaires and like the biggest star in the history of wrestling why would you not want to go to impact or even AEW AEW only works three nights a week but not everybody does it they don't have house shows really and they got rid of them with the addition of collision that WWE schedule is not for the fucking week at heart man especially when you don't feel like you're being valued and you're just getting flown in to hang out in the back like I could be fucking at home watering my garden or some shit like that. <laughs> you motherfuckers got me out here sitting in catering. Hey. AEW, their women's division could use uh, Trinity. I think their women's division could use a better booker. That too. Somebody to take their women's division seriously and tell Tony Khan, we need, we need 30 minutes of this cool. show. I know they're saying uh, wrestling related, but we are two black guys, and this is an icon of the black community. Richard Roundtree, dead at 81. What? Yeah. Shaft? Shaft. Yeah. Today? Just now? Yeah, just now. Oh, my damn. Well, 634 was reported by TMZ, but, you know, we were doing the show. How old was he, about 85? 81. That's not that old nowadays, so. That's a good life, though. Yeah, that's a good life. You say you wanted to check out a 65. 65? I'm there. good. You think think Shaft was still fucking at 81? Oh, yeah. I'm Popping all the blue pills. Oh, yeah. Man, rest in peace, Shaft. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, Richard Round, I'm going to have to watch Shaft now. Did you ever watch Man. the real Shaft, or did you only watch the one with Samuel L. Jackson? I watched, uh, you know... Some of the older shafts, it always came on BET, so I catch clips here and there. Shaft, man, he, all the women wanted to be with Shaft. Shaft only, only I shouldn't say only, but Shaft loved the white women. And that was groundbreaking back then. Yeah. 70s, people still were hanging from trees back then. The bunnies. Shaft and them bunnies. He's a that bad probably got mother. Flagged. Like, you know how many complaints they were getting into... Network probably back then. I don't know. Shaft. I can't believe this cotton picking. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Let's get to these NFL picks, EJ, and get the fuck up out of here. We've been going for a while. Yeah, so I hate to report this, but this week I did not fare well. I don't think. Don't don't fret, don't fret, EJ, because I don't think a lot of people fared well this. This week was a crazy fucking week in the NFL. Yeah, and uh, neither of us had a 
record over 500 as far as our picks, but you did better than me. I did four and nine. Damn. And you went six and seven. Hey, I'm creeping up on you. Yeah. Still got some ground to catch, but inch by inch, I guess. Hey. <laughs> It's only seven weeks in, man. I got I got plenty of time to either get smoked or fucking or catch up with you. One of us has got to buy a fucking good bottle of alcohol for the other one at the end of this. So, all right, yeah. So, I'm a I'm gonna be more calculated with my bets and not pick bets just for the sake of making it interesting. So, if we have to ha- happen to have the same picks, then that's what it is. Who would have picked the Vikings over the 49ers though? Nobody, but who would have picked? Who would have picked the Bills to get beat by the Patriots? Nobody. Who would have picked the Ravens to smoke the fucking Lions? I picked that. I picked the Ravens. You picked the Ravens to win that game, not to smoke them, but I picked them to win. Good for you. I don't remember who I picked, but you picked the Lions. Well, let's get to this week, EJ. Thursday night football. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Buffalo. To take on the Bills, who are going to be full of piss and vinegar. Josh Allen, does he have a turnover problem? Josh Allen is not on the level of Patrick Mahomes like I've been hearing for the past couple of years. I put him, him and Herbert, they're on that same level. They're like tier two. They better, really, they hired Patrick in Dak? Huh? Are they hired in Dak? I put Dak on that tier two. I'm just asking, you know, we're doing a national media thing where, uh, you know, Dak gets Dak gets graded differently than other quarterbacks does. Like, you're not hearing anything about all the turnovers that Josh Allen has this year. At least I haven't. I haven't seen anybody go on national TV and say, Josh Allen's ass. Or Josh Allen sucks like they do Dak. Like, this has got to be the most disrespected fucking quarterback I've ever seen before. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't think about it. Now that a lot of the greats retired, it might not be any tier one quarterbacks in the league besides Mahomes. I don't think. You might have like the 1.5 spurt with it because they were ready to put, what's our boy name? Burrow. Yeah, they were ready. But then he's kind of regretted. <laughs> he's hurt though. You can't, don't, don't put that on my boy Joe Cool like that. I like Burrow. I think, I think Burrow is definitely the second best quarterback in the NFL. And then Lamar Jackson, he showed flashes, and then he, he kind of takes that. He was he's an MVP winner. He's like one point five level. I mean, really, nobody's really messing with Mahomes. Like you said, Bill, Josh Allen, he throws a bunch of interceptions. He's a little bit reckless in my book, big time. Uh, but I'll pick his team to win this week against the Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, the Bucks let me down actually. Pick them. That's another reason why you beat me. Because I picked them to to win. Who they face? Atlanta. Yep. Pick them to win that match. Last second win by the Falcons. And where's this game at? Is it in Cincinnati or is it in? It's in Buffalo. Oh, it's Buffalo. You said it's Buffalo versus. Yeah, Buccaneers versus Buffalo Thursday night football. In Buffalo. Yes, sir. I'm I'm picking Buffalo. Same. Uh, One o'clock game on Sunday. The Houston Texans travel to Carolina to take on the Panthers, EJ. Mm. Number one pick versus number two pick, huh? If they're both healthy. The way last week goes, I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina won, but 
I think Stroud's the better quarterback at this point. So give me Houston. Houston's actually uh, they're kind of doing all right this year. Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. They're doing yeah, a lot better right. than I thought they would do. Yeah. Uh, kind of a blessing in disguise that they didn't get that number one pick because they were on track to do it. And then Carolina, like, nope, we're snatching that from you. But I like Stroud, man. I like bigger quarterbacks, though, man. Give me Houston as well. Uh, first one o'clock game of the year for America's team. Finally, like I, I love one o'clock games. I know primetime is what the networks and shit love. I hate fucking sitting around waiting all day for the Cowboys to play. Let's knock this shit out at one o'clock. By four o'clock, I can get on with my day. I don't mind the four o'clock games your time, three o'clock my time. Then less eyes are watching, and I can focus on it and not have to worry about the other games. But it's always good to switch it up and do the one o'clock game. So. I but, like, already I, know I'm picking Dallas, the Rams. Lost my faith by dropping the ball when I picked them last week. You picked against them, and you were right. So, give me Dallas. Well, I'm picking against them again this year, this week, and I'm picking the Cowboys. EJ, we should go to that Fal- Falcons, that Cowboys and the Panthers game, November 19th. When is that? November 19th. The mm. week the week before Thanksgiving. Maybe in town. When is Thanksgiving this year? The that's the that's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. I won't quite be there yet. Uh, that would have been dope, though. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, fresh off their win over the San Francisco 49ers, travel to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. And Aaron Rodgers might be gone, but the Packers are still Minnesota's daddy. I'm picking the Packers. And you said Minnesota versus the Packers? Yes, sir. Hmm. I think I don't trust love at this point for some reason. I how long is Jefferson out? He's on the IR. He's out indefinitely, right? Uh, yeah, he's on IR. I think he's. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. Just now starting this fucking main event match at nine fifty six. Yeah, you know they they've been doing uh. Overlap for NXT for a while now where they go over nine. Yeah, but this is this is this is real fucking late. Uh Jefferson is on the IR, but he's on the designated to return IR. Mm. So he'll he'll miss at least two more games. Like you said, it ain't your your dad's Aaron Rodgers Packers. I'm gonna say the Vikings keep the momentum going and I think they'll get the road win in Lambeau. Uh, New Orleans Saints travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The Colts had some cold ass uniforms on this week, yeah, and they're lost to uh, they're lost to Cleveland. Um, this is this is a hard one. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Colts. Hmm. I just don't trust their car. When I actually have faith in the New Orleans, that's another reason why I had such a terrible record last week because I picked them. I think I'm going to go with you. I think I'm going to go with the home team, even though the quarterback's out for the rest of the year. The New England Patriots travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins, who got beaten by, dismantled by the Eagles. And all you hear is, oh, they had offensive linemen out, and this guy wasn't playing, and that guy wasn't playing. But again, when that shit happened to Dallas, all we heard was, nobody cares about your injuries. Don't go making excuses for other motherfuckers when they lose. 
sorry, I'm a little salty about how uh, how the national media like reacts to the Cowboys. You would think the Cowboys are like one and five. They're four and two. Like same record as San Francisco. Well, San Francisco's got one more win, but yeah, you're they got the same amount of losses. Yeah. Now San Francisco did beat the shit out of Dallas, so. But if Dallas wins this week, they play Philly next week. If they win that game against Philly, they're in first place in the division. Like, it's a long season. And they act like Dallas is just fucking trash every time something happens. Anyway. Uh give, give me the give, give me, me Miami. The, yeah, give me the Dolphins. Ooh. This is a game that uh this will well it ain't gonna be hard to pick because I know who I'm gonna pick, but it's the battle of New York, New Jersey. The Jets travel home to play the Giants, who are at home. I'm taking the Jets. Yeah, so am I. So am I. The Jets just beat Buffalo, right? Mm, maybe. They beat somebody. Yeah, they beat Buffalo. Uh, no, the Jets beat Philly, didn't they? Couple they beat somebody. Ago? Yeah, they beat they Philly, no I business think. Being. Uh, the Giants just got a big win this week against the Washington. Commanders. Yeah, you I did not see that coming. The commanders too. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the Jets. Uh, Jacksonville versus Pittsburgh. Give me the ooh. Give me Pittsburgh in an upset. And I'm gonna take the fighting Tony Khan's or Shad Khan. Atlanta travels to Tennessee to take on the Titans, and I will take the Titans in this one. And you said that's Tennessee. At where? Atlanta at Tennessee. Oh, give me the Titans. Uh, and then the final 1 o'clock game of the day, Philadelphia travels to Washington to take on the Commanders. Philadelphia at Washington to take on the Commanders. So, I'll give you this stat, Rucker. Every time you pick Philly and San Francisco, they lose. So, keep that in mind. Give me Philadelphia. <laughs> He's gonna keep that streak going. I should do reverse psychology maybe against him. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me give me Philly as well. Cleveland traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, who are really good. Cleveland's got a good fucking defense, man. That, and they're traveling to Seattle. Yeah, Miles Garrett is like, I don't want to hear that Michael Parsons is gonna win the defensive MVP shit right now because Miles Garrett's running away with that shit. I think. You, He's a beast. Yeah. This motherfucker forced two fumbles on the sack last week, and he blocked the field goal. Hey. Come a long way from swinging helmets at Rudolph. Hey, he shouldn't have called him a nigga. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland versus Allegedly. Seattle. I'll take Cleveland. I was texting my buddy uh, Eric Brown from Doing the Favor podcast, and we were talking about that as it was happening. And I told him straight out, I said, the only thing I could think happened is that Buddy said the magic word to him. And then about three days later, it came out and Garrett said that he said that. And Eric texted me. He was like, God damn. <laughs> I, said, I said, I've been mad at white people before like that. Like, <laughs> I know. I've seen that look before. I've had that look before. Like That looked like the magic word look. Probably did. It's a shame that we never got truth of what happened the nfl claims that he was mic'd up and he never said it but they never released released the footage either or the audio so 
course. Probably protecting themselves and everybody else. Cleveland. I got Cleveland in this game over Seattle. This is in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Is uh, Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun Watson playing? He got hurt again, didn't he? Yeah, this is a tough one. I don't think it matters to Cleveland's defense. Um, I'm, I'm, this is a tough one. Let me, let me. What's the what's Seattle's record right now? Uh, recording stopped. Seattle's four and two. Four and two. Uh, Cleveland's also four and two. And a defense. Uh, let me take Cleveland as well. I think the defense keeps the momentum going. All right, let's try to hurry through the rest of these. Uh, Baltimore and Arizona and Baltimore. Yeah, I got Baltimore. Kansas City taking on Denver. Huh? This might be a game for Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> uh, he's going to have unlimited interception in this game. Give me Kansas City. I'm taking Broncos. Huh, okay. Ooh, here's a good game to watch at 425. The Bengals travel to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. I'm picking San Francisco to bounce back. Give me San Francisco on a three-game losing streak. Okay. Uh, the Chicago Bears, without Justin Fields, travel to L.A. to take on the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. No, I got L.A. Yeah, I got the Chargers also. Las Vegas Raiders, Monday Night Football, travel to Detroit to take on the Lions, who just got smoked. Hmm. You said it's the, it's the Raiders? The Raiders and the Lions, yes, sir. I got Detroit. Same. Man, that's gonna be interesting. That's the picks for the week. Yes, sir. Uh, here's a stat nobody's talking about. Apparently, I'm literally just reading this online. Do you know Tyrod Taylor became the first black quarterback to win a game for the New York Giants? Really? Yeah. Huh. Nearly a hundred years they've had a team, and no, they've never had a black quarterback win a game for them. That had to be just a coincidence. I don't think. New York is uh, known as like a racist organization or anything. No, I'm not okay. saying they were. I'm just saying they've never had a black quarterback to no, win. That I was just that was just yeah. a thought in my head. Maybe did they have a black quarterback that just lost? Maybe that's the stat. Maybe they had one that started for them, but they just didn't win. Uh breaking Geno Smith played for New York, didn't he? Yeah, he just didn't win. Other breaking news, uh the chick that I said showed up looking like Tiffany Stratton. Apparently it's Fallon Henley with Fucking blonde hair. It's Halloween, uh, so she was dressing like Tiffany Stratton. Uh-uh. Yeah, it, it wasn't hard to look at. And J- Jade was on NXT tonight. I didn't even see her. I definitely got to check out Halloween Havoc, two-week event. Yeah. Well, uh, let's get up out of here, EJ. I'm going to fire up the rest of this main event. Hopefully, before we get done recording, it'll still be going on. Uh, but shout out to all the listeners shout out to everybody next week will be our crown jewel preview show and then we'll have a week off because I will be in Mexico for Cancun 
and then we'll come back and fire it on all cylinders a week after that. Uh, you got anything you want to say, EJ? Uh, shout out to everyone that's supporting us out there. Also be on the lookout for Haymaker about to drop the UFC 294 post show probably tomorrow. So look out on that. That's all I got. For EJ Reed, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face. Peace! It's cooking.